Hey, you. Yeah, you, the person listening to the podcast. Do you like the show? Do you find it mildly entertaining? Want to support the show, even just barely? Great! There's lots of ways for you to support the show. You can leave a review on iTunes or your podcast service of choice. You can support us on Ko-fi or Patreon. Or you can write your DD of choice and ask them to send blessings to me. Whatever your choice, know that it's appreciated and that you smell nice. Now, on with the show. Your faithful servant Raito returns, great Amaterasu, to your tale henceforth. But I warn you, this return to your tale is less about story and more about setting the stage. For indeed, your tale, as chronicled here with editorialization, must have the plains of heaven laid out plainly before you before we dive deeper into your tale. We must understand the politics of heaven, however briefly. We must understand the politics of earth, for there are long-term consequences to this, as we are sure to see in my next missive. Let us begin with a recap. That you and your two brothers were born of a cleansing ceremony, which the humans call misogi, clearing away the impurities of death. You, being the eldest and most illuminating, were made empress of heaven and earth, and indeed, the whole of the universe. A disarmingly difficult task. Your father Izanagi showed you Yomi, where your mother Izanami must stay forever, and whose gates he must block. Thus, having told you of the birth of the world and of the many spirits of heaven and of earth, your father sent you to the plains of heaven above. This begs many questions. How were you to get to heaven? By your own light? And though it was his duty to defend the gates of Yomi and prevent many dark beings from escaping, one would think your father would have a servant or someone escort you. It seems to this old fox an act of slight negligence on his part. Yet, no worries are to be had. You found your way handily, because the sun does not need to help finding the sky, does she? Let us explore heaven and earth, then. Welcome to Goddessy, Season 3, Episode 2, Empress of Heaven and Earth. How do you get to heaven? Why... You look for the pillars of the bridge. The plain of heaven, Takama Gahara, is beyond mortal view and consciousness, though many do see glimpses of it. It is unreachable, though many mortals try with their fancy iron birds and fire towers. It is a place of energy and being, rather than a physical place. Yet the bridge of heaven, Ame no Ukihashi, can be reached. You see them regularly from the earth, floating past the world. Clouds, they are called by some. These represent the bridge of heaven, the clouds that fly above the sea. And so, you and your two esteemed brothers found the bridge of heaven and there took it. Those who guard these bridges recognized you immediately and let you pass, calling a retinue to announce you as you entered. For you were expected, it seemed. A crowd gathered of many beings, and among them the eldest of foxes. Even in those days, enough time had passed that foxes had gained nine tails and ascended to heaven. All bowed before you until you reached what would soon be your palace, a tall castle of multiple levels flanked in numerous pagodas, where your sages recorded the dealings of heaven and divine philosophy and, dare I say it, earthly prophecy. Within the palace you found two gods residing in the main wide chamber, wooden with an elevated seat for your throne. One was woman, an old woman with hair jeweled in lapis lazuli, the older a man with the luster of the night sky. Tsukuyomi spoke forthright. Who are you who dares to stand before the Empress of Heaven in her place? The woman spoke calmly. 
Your grandparents, bright Tsukuyomi. With a little observation, you would notice we do not sit upon our granddaughter's throne. Learn restraint. Both then bowed to you, Amaterasu, and introduced themselves. I am Omodaru, and this is my spouse, Aya Kashikone. We will be happy to serve you, great Amaterasu, in whatever capacity we can, as your siblings will also serve you. You then asked as to the nature of heaven, the universe of things. Astute, I should think. You were born of cleaning. What universe is that? That the Empress of Heaven was born from cleaning death out of an eye? A strange one, I should think, indeed. So, they began at the beginning, and there too I go. In the beginning, there were three beings whose names I shall simplify. Celestial Center Master, the High Divine Creator, and the Holy Divine Creator. Without form, without sex, without being, they came into existence and set forth the order of things, as well as the swirling chaos beneath them, for indeed, all things are of two minds. Order descends into chaos, and from chaos is order born. One would think a more sensible, kinder universe would make more sense, but I am not one of the divine creators, am I? These beings are called the Koto Amatsukami, the distinguished heavenly kami. And soon they were joined by two more beings, shapeless and formless, whose titles are long but who instead represent the important aspects of creation, energy, and heaven itself. Indeed, you dwell in one of the distinguished heavenly kami, yet they are larger than even my comprehension, and believe me, foxes do a lot of comprehension here in heaven. There's nothing else to do, in fact. These beings then created the next seven generations of kami, who had physical form. Then... Once this second set of primordial spirits were born, they withdrew. The Koto Amatsukami are still here, but they are not an active part of the universe they created. Omodaru's tale then went to the seven generations of Kami. This you know better than I do, bright Amaterasu, so I shall not bore you with a breakdown of these generations. Eventually sex was created, and those gods, called the Kamiyo Nanayo, set forth the foundation of heaven itself. The sixth generation was Omodaru and Ayakashikone, the seventh generation was Izanagi no Mikoto and Izanami no Mikoto. The six generations then asked Izanagi and Izanami to create, and so they did. First the land below, in large chunks, and then the spirits to inhabit the land, and some additional islands I will note. Your elder siblings include whole islands. From there, our tale touches Izanagi's tale in my last missive. We have no more need for backstory. From there, Omodaru called forth the court of heavenly kami, and there your coronation began. You were given a multitude of treasures, including your divine sword, and you also married Tsukuyomi. A busy day in heaven, I was told. I do question the marriage to Tsukuyomi, however. Why him? I understand he was more to your liking than Stormy Susanoo, yet he had been such a brat to your divine grandparents. But I digress and speak out of turn. Forgive a fox. We speak plainly in old age. Heavenly Kami are a stuffy bunch, let me tell you. Rules are important, but their power is great. Order descends from heaven like rain down below. Inspiration, the blessings of rule and wisdom and knowledge. These things come from heaven to humanity. Yet if half the heavenly kami know what you or I know about earth, I would think they would be more generous with that order, with that care. It was near this time that you began receiving dignitaries from the earthly kami. For indeed the children of Izanagi and Izanami, numbering in tens of thousands, split into two factions. Was it ordered? Did Izanagi do this? Or was it a natural conclusion that Earth Kami were attracted to the Earth? The wisdom of heaven only goes so far, I think. 
Speculation among humans varies, but I will not bore you with the prattle of bored priests. But they came with unruly earthly dress, with unruly earthen shapes, with many ways that were not in heaven's perfect order. Many heavenly kami looked down upon them, yet the bridge between this earthly disorder entering heaven were the elderly foxes. Perhaps I am biased here, and perhaps this is not the truth you know. But we foxes, we ascended foxes, are still loyal to our master, great Inari. We are earth in heaven, and heaven on earth. Shall I introduce Inari, then, your friend, my master? Inari, they of many forms, both she, both he, master of rice and growing things, mistress of foxes, keeper of the smith fire, lord of prosperity and commerce. Inari is the greatest of earth kami, not your equal in power, but in hierarchy. Yet, they are subservient to you as earth is subservient to heaven. They appear in five forms, and so the foxes came to you, serving Inari, and asked that you send a dignitary to earth to see the ways of earth for yourself. Consulting with your grandparents, you elected not to go yourself, but sent a dignitary in your place, for you must learn to rule. So, you sent Sukuyomi, a reflection of your light, instead, to live among them to discover their ways, to make sure the order of heaven and earth was set so the next phase of creation could begin. Oh, did I neglect that? Humans are crafty creatures, not as crafty as foxes, but we admire them for their innovation. Indeed, the land of the rising sun below was full of animals and things that grow. But soon humans would arrive from elsewhere. Humans without their grooming habits of foxes, unruly humans with strange huts and strange clay figures and pots to preserve the food they were learning to cultivate. It was a dark time then, for the sea rose and fell, trapping them from their cousins elsewhere. A wider world of many gods and demons. We shall not speak of it until later. But humans had come, and the spirits had many opinions about them. It was here that foxes learned to be tricksters. At the first dog spirits were born that Tanuki and Tengu and others came about. Yet from Yomi, monsters would escape your divine father's grasp. Humanity discovered the pain intended for them by Izanami. For every thousand she killed, Izanagi helped create a thousand five hundred. Creation and death. Humanity was bound to this cycle. In despair, they turned to the spirits for help, for guidance. Those clay statues? They were representations of the spirits. Spirits they brought with them and the spirits they found in the land of the rising sun. We are not jealous gods, after all. We can share our land. So... The Earth Kami wanted guidance in how to help humanity, what to offer them, how to guide them towards success and growth, and how to treat one another. This was an uneven task, you see. Sukuyomi was predictable, at least, if not always as luminous as you, great Dematsurasu, and so you sent him. We will speak of him in my next letter. Your other brother, Susanoo, was a natural guardian, and so became the keeper of the Bridge of Heaven for a time, for indeed, storm clouds were growing on the horizon above the sea. He watered the earth from above, giving it sustenance, but storms are destructive, too. Susanoo knows little restraint, less in those days. It was the best job for him, for your brother is more disorderly than you are Sukuyomi. He still is, after all this time. And so, you began to rule. You learned the right way to treat those in your court, to treat your lessers, and you built a court. You met your servants, your handmaidens, your bureaucrats, your servants. Indeed, you discovered two of your ministers deeply in love. Two men, in love. Even in those times, love knew no bounds, but you, too, knew that. It was here you met Ame no Uzume, 
the goddess of dawn and your most trusted handmaiden. No being ever came so close as you as she did, not even your husband Tsukuyomi. Her beauty, her humor, her grace, her sensuality. All loved the dawn. And what is the dawn without the sun? She loved you as you loved her. She is your confidant, your cheerleader, your opening act. Yet she is everything you cannot be too, for you cannot dance as she dances, you cannot love as she loves. You are restrained by nobility. When I think of it, the nobility you must endure I pity you at times, great Amaterasu. Forgive me for being so blunt, old fox and all, but I do not envy your position, magnanimous as it is. But I digress. Let us end the missive before the sake speaks too loudly through my inked message. For a time, heaven and earth were at peace, as it should be, or rather, as it shouldn't be. For things are not as they seem, and sometimes the best intentions come back to betray us. Our next missive will be difficult, great Amaterasu. The creation of the universe is a mystic, perhaps esoteric thing in the Japanese cosmology, with concepts created first, and those concepts forming from several generations of gods, while important, are not nearly as popular as the spirits they beget. There's a massive hierarchy to the spirits of Japan, and at the top are the kami, which are often translated as god. This isn't entirely accurate, whether you're looking at it from a polytheistic standpoint or a more absolutist monotheistic one. These spirits vary in power and range, and I would say that if they had a comparison, it would range from Greek gods down to nymphs, satyrs, dryads, even the cyclopes, and lowly demons. Kami vary wildly, and other spirits are occasionally kami. Even a human can become a kami in death. Included in this description was the most likely theory of how humans came to Japan. We call these people the Jomon, and they entered Japan sometime in the last 40,000 years. Eventually, technological innovations from Korea and China led to rapid advancements among the Jomon, leading to advanced terracotta material culture we have in spades today. This evolved in the Yayoi culture around 1000 BCE, as Japan evolved from a Bronze Age culture and later an Iron Age culture. With the arrival of settlers from Korea, Japan entered a new stage as the Yayoi ended sometime around 300 CE, around the time of Constantine in Rome for comparison. This next age is the age Japanese scholars of yore traditionally label as the beginning of the rise of the Japanese people, though it's hard to say the Jomon and Yayoi weren't Japanese, per se. The statues mentioned in this, used by both Jomon and Yayoi, were called Haniwa, and they are wild-looking, let me tell you. Look them up. They're odd things, ranging from insectoid armored figures to basically action figures. Some believe these represent their spirits, and I agree to an extent, but these also have a kind of continuity to early statues of Kami and later Buddhas, given the popularity of Jizo statues to this day. Among those statues, the lovely Kitsune statues you can find all over the Japanese countryside and in Inari shrines. More on Inari in the next episode, I should think. Goddessy is written, researched, and produced by Greg Wright. Additional editing and research by Dr. Sidney Yeager, who is quite a creator, let me tell you. Music by Scott Buckley, whose Creative Commons music can be found at www.scottbuckley.com.au. Goddessy is more than a podcast. You can find us on social media at The Goddessy Podcast, where we maintain a robust weekly treasure trove of myth, folklore, and history on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Well, mostly Twitter, but it is what it is. I'm trying on the other ones. You can support the show by leaving a review on your podcast service of choice. That's how others know how to find us. To support the show more directly, you can get early access episodes, blogs, and random shenanigans on Patreon, found in the show notes.
You can also find us on Coffee for a more singular donation. Goddessy updates every Moonday. See you next week.